0: Shooters, welcome into a mini-series here at the Shooters Touch that we are calling Five with Five. Why Five with Five? Because we are bringing in five new head coaches this season and asking them five questions. And so each day this week, we will roll out a new episode for you. We hope you take the time to listen, enjoy it, and as always, Shooters Shoot.
1: I was, getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me.
0: I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity.
1: If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that.
0: You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that
1: you have, that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick
0: up little nuggets all the time.
1: For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you
0: have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. So you, it's all about confidence. If they walk in my shoes, then they can like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change pivots. Well, as mentioned, shooters, the head girls basketball coach at Madrid High School, Mr. Kelvin Adams. Welcome to the Shooters Touch, Coach. Hey, thanks, man.
1: Appreciate it. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, we've uh, you know obviously connected um, a couple times with uh, with a camp that that I help out with and your daughter doing that camp. So um, kind of kind of a long time coming. And it just worked out with your with your first head coach job um, here at Madrid that we can we can talk about the Tigers here. Um, here for the rest of the 25 or 30 minutes so um yeah like i said i uh have a couple questions about you know your new position we'll talk a little bit about you know that obviously first head coaching job um you know we we've talked on plenty of our episodes that you know maybe never really ready for that head coaching job however kind of jump into it and uh you know just just make the best of it so first question i got for you coach is um edit that out is what is your number one priority um, after accepting this job having having accepted it here a couple of months ago what what is number one on your list
1: uh well I tell you what it was uh it came quick it was kind of came full circle because um, I was I was middle of workouts already with uh, coaching at the Ballard girls so we were in the middle of our open gyms um, when I found out the job came open um, my wife actually, Enlightened me and let me know that the job was open again here in Madrid. We live in Madrid, and so she kind of said, "Hey, do you know that girl's job was open again?" And instantly, I, I kind of avoided it because she's mentioned that years past. I went out to water the flowers just to avoid talking to her about it. And she came out, <laughs> and kind of chirped here and let me know the the perks of it. And, and mm-hmm. uh, the overnight, I thought about it and made a few calls and uh, some people um, that I needed to talk to. And uh, once I got once I got the gig, I was actually at a Ballard Open Gym. Um, when I got the phone call and i kind of ran the skill development stuff at the start of it and stepped out and, and, and took the phone call. Um, and when I accepted it, I, I quickly made a call to my wife. And then, uh, the next text I sent was, uh, to the AD that I needed, uh, the seniors numbers and, uh, yeah, so I was, it was a Thursday morning and, um, uh, I needed the seniors numbers and Friday, I was shooting out a text, setting up meetings for, for Monday, Monday morning with my seniors. So my, my first priority was to, uh, to get in, um, and just meet with those girls. I I talked to enough people through the process that we're talking about. um, You know, this is, man, you can some for the future and build for the future. Um, But I definitely didn't want the seniors taking that message is that this is something for the future. Um, And obviously we want to build something for the future. But uh, I wanted those girls to know that I was whatever we were building for the future was going to be on their shoulders. So I was setting up meetings Monday morning and had my seniors in and we we kind of talked about the, the pros and the cons of what they thought uh, the program prior, the, the prior three years. And, uh, so I started it with, that was my first priority with them is let's, let's get rolling with those girls and, and make sure whatever we're building from here on out starts with them.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, obviously never, never having a head coaching position, uh, outside of my son's kindergarten team. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it sounds to me like that's, that would be the best approach would be to, you know, get the buy-in from the older girls, um, which that effect kind of, I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, trickles down a little bit too. So, um, you know, awesome plan in my opinion, what, um, I guess, let me ask you this. So now that I mentioned that we talked to a bunch of coaches on here that, you know, never really ready. Um, do you obviously haven't started the season yet either, but do you think you're ready? Do you, do you think you're as ready as, as you can be with your past experience?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, kind of
0: interesting. You know past
1: is i jumped out of jumped out of college and um volunteered at madrid for a year on the boys side with uh, john schmitz who's at urbandale um which was w- probably one of the best experiences i ever had because he was he was coming into a, a program where you know i just got done playing at Madrid myself and uh, and we had some success but i wouldn't say we had a program um which is there wasn't the culture there of Madrid. if you talk about Madrid it's the first thing that comes to mind is football um, and so so John was, was trying to instill a, a program and a culture. And so to, to be a part of that in the early years w- was huge for me. Um, then jumping over to, to Ballard, I, I was able to join the boys staff with uh, Chris Deason, um, who just resigned here recently. And he's now the, the principal at high school. But I mean, same thing. I and mean, that guy was all about culture and, and program. And so to, I worked under him as a, the head freshman coach there for four years um, and took a little time off and then got to jump into the girls program at Ballard, which Uh, walking in is a, is a storied program with a ton of state tournament experience, um, which I never had as a player. Um, So getting to, I just think I had the uh, some great opportunities as an assistant um, and one that I I turned down a head coaching job my first year out of college. And I think it is maybe the best decision I ever made because of all that I've learned as an assistant under, under guys who have had success Um, been there, done that uh, and to learn from them. um, I'm I'm glad I did turn that down. I, I just learned so much as an assistant that I, I feel better equipped now walking into my first head coaching job than I would have 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, as I kind of mentioned, I feel like you're never really ready for that head coach job. But, you know, hearing your story here, here before we started on the podcast um, and hearing hearing what you just mentioned, you know, it sounds like you were, in my opinion, as prepared as you could be Um with that uh, all all that experience as assistant and, you know, just uh, kind of moving up through the ranks. And like you said, learning, learning from people who have already done it, you know, I feel like that's the, one of the better ways to get, that experience and to, to, to learn, you know, how to be, how to, how to be a head coach. So it sounds like you did it the right way there, coach, for sure. Well,
1: absolutely. And I, and I tell you what, a couple before I took the job, I mean, I made a, a couple calls to uh, Justin Einerson, who's at, at Lincoln, who I knew mm-hmm. took a program that was in, in kind of a rebuild situation. So he's been in that um, one of the, one of my best, I guess, things I've, I've been able or fortunate to, to do is work with great assistants too. Um, Rusty Hicks uh, just took the boon job here a couple years ago um, and so I picked his brand right out of the gates of, you know, leaving Ballard and going to Boone and, um, you know, kind of a rebuild type situation and, you know, how's it going? You know, what'd you do? Are, are you know, are you happy? And and what have you done since you've got there? Um, so making those calls before I, I took the job, then I talked to uh, Trevor Michelson who just took the ADM job and he was kind of, we talked mm-hmm. through his interview process and so I, I picked the brands of a lot of people who were, who I knew I was going to be in their situation um, and and I'm glad I did. So they, they kind of helped me through through that process so
0: that's awesome yeah um you know utilizing your network you, you hear a lot about that these days but uh you know your coaching network is uh is a big is a big player within you know moving up and and learning as you said so uh so cool to hear i get very cool to hear um what were some of the biggest reasons you took this position um i know obviously obviously a uh, head coaching job you know i feel like the majority of assistant coaches you know, maybe, maybe even coaches that, you know, aren't assistants, but maybe aren't head coaches, you know, that's kind of the ultimate goal, right. To be the head guy, um, right. program. What were some of the main reasons, you know, that made, made the Magic Girls program so, um, attractive to you?
1: Well, you know what I tell you early in my career, the, the one thing I wanted to be was a head coach coming out of uh, college. You know, I just, man, I just wanted, I wanted to be a head coach so bad. And like I said, when I got that opportunity two years out of college, um, you know, I, I about jumped at it. Um, and so, and I don't know how many times through the last 10 years, my, my wife kept saying, are you going to, are you going to look at any head coaching jobs? Are you? And I just kept saying, I'm, I'm happy and I'm happy. I just, I loved, I loved where I taught. I mean, I just fell in love with the Ballard uh, school district in, in my teaching position. And I loved working on the boys side. I loved working on the girls side. And I just, I was so happy that I just, I, I didn't worry about a head coaching position anymore. And even after um, this past year, we were fortunate enough to win a state title. i um, got a couple of texts afterwards. What's what's next, you know, what's next. And I, I and I said, nothing. I'm like, I'm staying right where I'm at now. We got this thing rolling. I'm, I'm happy. Um, then again, this pops up a couple months later unexpectedly. And like I said, even right away, I was like, no, not doing it. Like I'm happy, happy where I'm at. Um, but, uh, you know, just a couple of things. It was, um, my, my kids are, my kids are at Madrid, um, that we live in Madrid and my kids are in the school district there. And we always kind of envision bringing our kids because my wife and I both teach at Ballard to, to the Madrid, uh, bring them from Madrid to Ballard. And but they're both happy where they're at. I wasn't going to move them. And, uh, and just some of the success that the programs have had at Madrid over the years, you know, the football program has always been top notch. And, um, recently the cross country programs are successful. Softball's made a state tournament run a couple of times. Um, and the track program last year, the girls just won a state title, and, but it's never been there for the girls basketball program. And I'm like, I got a, I got a daughter coming up. That's, you know, going to, you know, I, I hope she's going to be playing basketball. Obviously that's why I'm sending her to work with you and Jason and those guys down in Des Moines. And I'm like, you know, it, and then five years from now, if I'm, if I'm coaching at Ballard and, and she's playing at Madrid, obviously my wife's going to be really unhappy with me. Uh, you know, those, those winter months are already tough enough. Right. Uh, so if, if I got the daughter playing somewhere else and, um, I actually was fortunate enough to, our AD ran a, a basketball camp for the youth girls this, this winter. And on my off nights, I'd go and just kind of help in whatever way I could. And it was like 41st and second grade girls. And I was like, man, this is great numbers that mattered for first and second grade girls. And and I'm like, well, and, and all through when I was in high school, like girls played basketball all the way to high school. Then they quit. Like they just quit playing it. Like mattered girls. Basketball was never a priority. And and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe that's time to change. It, it's time for a change. Especially I got a daughter in the school system now. And I'm like, I, I, it's time for something to change. And I thought, here's an opportunity where, you know, I'm, I'm leaving a program that's really, really good and, and, and destined to, you know, to have a shot to repeat next year, but I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge of, of bringing that blueprint to Madrid um, and instilling hopefully the, the excitement about basketball um, that I found at Ballard uh, into this program. So awesome. But, awesome, So the challenge I think is, is also exciting for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's great to hear too. You know, I think that, uh, you know, like I keep talking about the experience you've had, I think that that's a, a very good blueprint for you to kind of push that program to a next level. And then the, and then the next level after that too. How many, uh, uh, excuse me, how much, how important is youth programs in um, a school system to a high school program in a high school, high school head coach?
1: Oh, incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And um, Ballard's been incredibly successful in girls basketball well before I was ever there. Um, But my first, my first year on the girls side, um, and we, they ran their summer camp. We had good numbers, but, you know, I brought in, I'm like, hey, let's run a, met with a, a member of the community. And he said, there's this three-on-three camp in Ankeny. He's like, I, I think this would be a great idea. So him and I worked together. We brought in a, a three-on-three camp at Ballard to bring the youth in. I, I started running a, a spring camp and we started building even more from the youth up at Ballard. And Ballard's a little bit unique because you're, you're sitting there in between Ames and Des Moines. So we got a lot of kids that that, that play attack and play kingdom and, and play the wolves. And, and so you're used playing basketball, but it's not necessarily within the program all the time. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want these girls to be you know, a part of the Ballard program as well. And, you know, let's have a, a hand on them, you know, through through the youth. And so I, I worked really hard over the last four years to, to kind of rope them in. Um, and our three-on-three camp grew from about 30 kids to this the, this past summer, we ran it for the last time. And we had uh, 70 campers at it. And we were, wow. we were pulling in kids from Ames and Ankeny and uh, spring break. And we were, we were bringing in girls to varsity games um, to sit in the locker room with us at, at halftime and, and be ball girls. And I just, I thought we need to build a connectiveness from the youth to the varsity level. And then coming to Madrid, um, same thing. I mean, when I took the job, uh, it was late June and I threw a camp together in 10 days. Uh, so we got 10 days I'm throwing it on matter Media network, Facebook page. I'm, you know, I'm pushing out to parents and we ended up with 45 campers there. And I, and I, uh, asked our high school girls, we pulled in 11 high school girls. So I, and I preached to them. It's, they're not, the youth girls aren't there to, for the coach. They could care less about us old guys. Right. Um, and now I got to admit that I'm becoming one of the old guys. Uh, but they, so they were excited to be with our high school girls, you know, having almost 60 girls. Uh, it was second grade through, through senior. Um, was great to just build that, that culture. And I've already met with the um, guy who runs kind of, there's a tiger tips program in Madrid um, mm-hmm. that runs and it, it runs separately of the, of the high school programs. Um, and so I've already met with him. We're going to meet before they get started this year and start trying to build a little bit of continuity uh, because that right now I, there's, a, there's some basketball going on in the matter, but there's not the continuity between the youth to the middle school, um, to the high school. And we got to, we got to mesh that together. And I've already, um, I, one of the guys who's coached middle school boys for the last 13 years, he's got two daughters. And I told him, I said, you're an idiot if you don't jump to the girls' side. Uh, so I got him to flip to the girls' side. So he's, he's running the middle school now. So we, I said, we're going to start building that middle school, high school connection. If we can connect that with the youth, I said, we're we're getting the ball rolling in the right direction. So it's, it's absolutely important to get that youth involved.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And it sounds like you're on the right path. Um, obviously it won't happen overnight. Um, have, have, having a plan, having a plan for that definitely is something that is, uh, is needed in my opinion. So, uh, so good work there. Um, so let's talk about this upcoming year. What are some of the goals and what are some of the expectations of the head coach?
1: Well, I, I think uh, goals right away is uh, we, when I met with my seniors, um, I, I had them list out individual goals, individual teams. goals. Um, and then the that first week I met with seniors Monday, I met with juniors on Tuesday, I met with sophomores on Thursday. And then we did workouts. We did workouts three days a week, so I met with the freshmen on on Friday morning. And every group I had fill out goals, and the following week, you know, I compiled those, so individual goals, team goals, and then I asked our coaches. Um, I brought on we I retained the assistant uh, who was there from the year before, and then brought on the middle school coach, and then actually. Uh one of the coolest parts of the job now is I get a coach with my dad. He he retired from teaching this this past year. Uh he instilled the the passion of basketball in me. And so he he was retired for six days before I said, Guess what? You're coming back to Uh, the gym. Yeah. So I so I brought all the coaches together and I said, Okay, I need I need goals from you guys. What do you guys envision this year for the program? So I compiled it all, put it on a list, and we had a quick team meeting that second week. And it, it was interesting. Um, all the girls, a lot of the individual goals were we want to become better shooters, we want to become better ball handlers, less turnovers. So we talked about okay, what's the what's the common theme here? Um, and they kind of sitting there for a second. I said, Let me rattle off some numbers. And I said, you know, 25, 23, 46. And I said, What do those numbers have? They'll ring a bell. And one girl goes, are those are our shooting percentages from last year? And I said, Yeah, that's field goal three point and free throw percentage. So I said, All you girls said you want to become better shooters, we're gonna. What are you going to do to do that? We got to get in the gym. And so Mm -hmm. I I think uh, the girls collectively with their goals um, realized like, Hey, we put this stuff on paper. Let's, let's get the ball rolling as well. And so they, they bought in and we were in the gym three days a week. um, Got in 12 good workouts. They were involved with the, with our camp and they actually hopped in and did, did the workouts with our Mm -hmm. six through eight girls. Um, So I think setting goals with those girls um, and also letting them know that, Hey, here's our, our coach's goals. Here's our coach's expectations
0: Mm -hmm. um, and
1: letting them see that on paper. Um, I think got, I hope got them a little bit motivated. I think it got us as coaches motivated as well. And <laughs> best part about that too, with the goals, when I was reading those, I had a, I had a coach, uh, K quote on the top, we were talking about culture. Um, and it, it was, uh, there are five fundamental qualities that every, uh, great team has communication, trust, collective responsibility, caring, and pride. So I'm, I'm rolling this quote out leading into our goals that one of the, <laughs> the girls goes, Mike Wazowski. She goes, is that that guy from Monsters Inc.? That Mike Wazowski. Is this a Monsters Inc. quote? And I, I said, we're putting that on a shirt. I was like, we're getting yeah. that on a shirt at some time this year. So, so I think right away for for our coaches, one of our, our biggest goals was building relationships with these girls. And they talked about a little bit of the culture in the past, and it wasn't always positive. Um, yeah. So that was our, our impact this summer was every every contact we have is going to be positive. Um, it's not always going to be basketball related. We're gonna you know we're gonna get to know these girls. Um, outside of basketball, we, we all went to their uh, their softball game, their district softball game and, and started trying to build those relationships early. And, um, so I think that's kind of in the forefront that this first year is is really build that and if, if we can build those relationships, um, get them buying into spending time in the gym, and it's, it's tougher for a small school because uh, these girls are multiple sport athletes and we got done, You know, I asked them to be in the gym three days a week, um, conned them in on Friday mornings to come in at 7am if I buy them breakfast, we did donuts and bagels and I had my mom baking cinnamon rolls and, and condom into some 7 a.m. Friday workout. And so there you go. They bond that. And we get done with dead week and but they're all starting. Every one of our girls is either in cross country or volleyball. Uh, the girls that were there this summer. So it's understanding that we're sharing with those programs as well, but also understanding that even though they're in volleyball and they're in cross country, it's okay to show up on a Sunday and put up shots for an hour or, you know, dribble a basketball in your driveway for ten minutes—that's okay. And I, I think if we can get to that, uh, those girls putting in a little bit of extra time, they're going to see uh, a step forward next year.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as you mentioned it at a at a small school, it's the you know the hours of the day aren't always always, always in favor of of all the sports that are going on. But I mean, I, I'm assuming you feel like I do that that you know multiple sport athletes are a good thing. Um, yeah. When you're when you a head coach, you know, using those different muscles, getting more hand-eye, hand-foot coordination, um, annual you know, speed and agility in those other sports. Absolutely. Um,
1: and especially at a small school, too. I mean, if if I'm going to – you can't preach at a small school to to be one-sport athletes, and then you're going to lose other girls to other sports that are going to say, I'm just going to focus on volleyball. I'm going to focus on softball. So, absolutely, you want them to be involved. Um, and that was the one thing I, at Ballard we had. I mean, I, I actually, last week I worked out two girls at Ballard that – uh, they got in the gym with me for an hour and a half in the morning because I, I still got great connections with some of those girls. And then after they were done with me, they had senior pictures. So they were going out to run their five mile cross country workout for their coach. And it's so bringing that to that, again, that blueprint to matter of understanding that, hey, like you can be running five miles for cross country, but also get in the gym and put in a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half, two hours, it doesn't have to be every day. But um, in one of your podcasts before, I think Brian talked about, you know, getting his daughter out in the driveway 10 minutes, you know, just 10 minutes a day. Um, and it's getting our girls to understand that that even 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, you don't need to be out there two hours. Just putting in a little bit of time goes a long
0: way. Yep, yep. It's uh, all all about building up those those hours of work, um, and you know, just obviously compile on each other. But uh, let's let's talk identity. Um, as first time head coach, you know, it sounds like you've had some great. Uh, um, head coach that you've worked under and maybe even mentors um, and people you look up to. So what is Magic Girls Basketball going to be known for in three, four or five years?
1: Yeah, and I think working under all those great coaches, it's been great because they're all great coaches, but they all do things so differently, which is awesome because I, now as an assistant, I've been able to pluck. Hey, I like this. I like this. I do this different. Um, but I think and I told our girls, um, we went down to Mount Air at the end of the summer. Um, Thad from Mount Air invited us down. Uh, we didn't plan on it, but kind of last minute, we did no no offense, no defense, no out-of-bounds plays. We just did straight fundamental stuff this summer. Um, got to work on, on some stuff that I thought they needed to do, but we got the invites to go down there and scrimmage. And I told the girls going down there, I said, after, after a game gets done this year, uh, regardless of the score, if the coach walks up to us after the game and says, man, your girls play hard, I said, I'm okay with that. Like, I win, lose, draw, I said, if, if a, a coach says, man, your girls just get after it, they play hard, I'm going to be happy after the game and obviously a little bit more happy if we win. Um, but, uh, but I told our girls, like I said, I'm not necessarily like some of our girls they in their goals, they wanted to uh, peg a number of wins they wanted. And I said, I wasn't ready to do that. Um, but I want to, I want to get to work and just make sure that every day we're working hard, especially defensively um, just a lot of the terminology um, things were new to the girls this summer when we, when we got doing some of that. Um, and so just them seeing themselves get better every day, um and like I said, we walk away, we're shaking hands at the end of the line, and a coach can tell us that, hey, you girls got after it. Uh, they made us better tonight. Um, I'll be happy year one um, with that. And like I said, if some wins come along with that, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: always uh, always nice to have a win when uh, you know, with the with a hard, hard play for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, no, I you know, I think that you know, just just having not really low expectations, um, however, you know, just not having not having many expectations it's kind of the way to go about it with, uh, with, 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 with a new team and not to mention, you know, your, your first go around as a head coach, um, you know, as, as, as season goes on as you start to, um, as you start to build a program, as you start to, start to know your, um, your players a lot more, um, you know, those expectations will build, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and we set some goals with the girls, um, you know, about obviously the the relationship building, the, We'd love to see our numbers increase. I mean, I think last year it was 15 girls. The year before that, um, they weren't able to field a, a JV team. It was like nine yeah. girls. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, the numbers have been down. And then and then I yeah. get frustrated walking in after a volleyball up in gym and seeing 25 girls walk out. I'm like, all right, where are these where are these girls at? So, you know, one of our girls, yeah. our, our goals is, and I talked to each of the grades is, you know, who should be out, you know, who, who do we need to get here? And just building that, Culture back of you know, girls not wanting to be a part of Matter Girls basketball. But a couple of them, like we already text our friends and we told them, like, man, workouts are awesome. We're having so much fun. Um, so I think that's just not only a goal for coaches, uh, but a goal for the girls. Like, hey, let's get these girls back out who should be playing because you know they, they are gonna have fun. This is this is gonna be different. Um, yep. And like I said, I told them I said, it's gonna be, we're gonna create a positive environment, but we're also gonna demand that you work. But we can do that in a positive manner, that you're you're enjoying your experience playing basketball. I don't want any girl to to leave matter basketball and, and be like, man, that was awful. I'm, I'm done with it. And I, I'm a huge fan of the TBT. Um, and when I was watching uh Carmen's crew play and they had Holtman on, you know, talking and he was talking about how they bring all those ex Ohio state players back and you mm-hmm. know they work out with the players and he talks about, you know, those girls never, or the guys never leave the program. It's just, it's that culture. And so it's, I want these girls to enjoy the experience, but when they're done their senior year, I don't want them to be done with matter girls basketball. I want them to yeah. be a part of, this for the future and so I, I think that's a huge goal this year is getting that buy-in not just for this year um, but for the future.
0: Yeah you know we we talk about it all the time and um, uh, more specifically Brian does that you know even if you're if you're playing college ball um, you know there is something about your high school teammates that is different from those those guys or girls that you play college ball with it's you know you've grown up with them you've played with them since whatever it is first or second grade yep. and uh you know it's just something different and it's uh it's you know something that uh um you know, help, help helps you stay connected with them for sure absolutely
1: and for me that was a group of aau guys that i played with your brother was a year a year lower than me so he he beat on us a few times <laughs> in, in aau uh but those guys it was the same thing that's those guys the relationships i developed with those guys not that they were any stronger than but i mean i keep in touch with those guys just had lunch with a guy the other day that I played AAU with, and it's like you're right. Those those relationships you build growing up, um, and like I said, if we can instill that in yeah. our program, man, we're, we're winning. No matter what the record says, we're winning.
0: Right. Yeah, my brother. uh I guess my brother beat on a couple people down low. I would say yeah. over over his career.
1: I didn't. I didn't want to get mixed up in switches with him. I'll tell you that. So.
0: Well, well, I didn't either, and I'm years <laughs> older than this. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, hey, this is has has been fun, Coach. Great story, man. Just just an awesome story, and we we wish you the best. Hope to make it up to at least a couple games uh, with Brian and Johnson and me here in Polk City. It's definitely a, definitely a short drive up there. So we'll we'll try to make uh, we'll try to make some Tigers games this year. Um, one last question for you let me get a uh, over under for wins uh win wins for the warriors this year
1: hey the warriors i'm going to go oh i want to be i want to be generous okay I, i've been waiting a couple of years so i'm going to go uh i'm going to go
0: 60 60 okay
1: i'm going to go 60 i think that's really? a little higher than the uh the vegas odds right now
0: okay really but, like that uh really like that kamonga guy um th- I got their first round pick. Um, I think he's going to be very, very good basketball player.
1: Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I just, I'm glad that hopefully we're finally healthy. <laughs> um, I still would have loved if they would have taken Halliburton though. Now at watching how he turned, turned out his first year, I would have loved to see him run the point with Stefan, Stefan yep. play out there. So yep.
0: I, I think that obviously a high draft pick and obviously people were hiring him, but I still feel like he uh um you know, over, over excelled, um, over, over, overplayed from what people thought he would in his rookie, year, right. which was awesome to see, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, as a, as a Warriors fan, you know, I can, I can see how you would maybe want him to run the point and, uh, have Steph and Clay just run around off screens and, uh, probably make a couple threes
1: unless we can bring Baron Davis back, I think however, that's my next pick. So
0: gotcha, gotcha. Good to know. Good to know. Well, uh, hey, it was great talking to you, Coach. Thanks for your time. Um, you know, like I said, excited about the new season, excited for you. Um, you know, I'm uh, and not to mention here, you know, moving forward, uh, excited to see the the Magic Tigers grow um, on the girls side and and even the boys side. So uh, appreciate your time tonight. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man.